This week on the program, we're going back to school and laying low. It's hiding out. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. program known as We Hate Movies. Thank you yeah. for tuning in as always. Going back to school and hiding yeah. out and laying pipe, unfortunately. <laughs> Holy shit. We are recording this in the AV room of a local high school we have broken into. Yes, true. Uh, we're trying this out just once. We're sleeping in the basement, mm-hmm. making friends with the alcoholic That's janitor. Right. We're replacing the boiler. We're literally laying pipes. I wasn't <laughs> referencing anything. Eric, he does not unsheath his hog in this film, to he be fair. He does not. Um, he absolutely does not. He does not, but he's got, he's, 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 he's trying his best to unsheath. He, he's building that castle before he puts in the plumbing. Exactly. Uh, this is Hiding Out from 1987, directed by Bob Giraldi. Uh, a cursory glance over this guy's uh, filmography. Nothing really totally leaps out, but something caught my eye also around this time, a little earlier maybe, do you know something this guy directed? No, please. This guy directed the Pepsi commercial where Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. He directed that. He directed a bunch Good of like, job, music though, videos. Right? I think that's cool. He tried know? to put a stop to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he tried. He accidentally got a fax he, and got pissed he, off. He, he made this movie and he knew what to look for. <laughs> Do you think he's putting it on his personal resume? Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, no, that but, wasn't his fault. No, Mike, this kerosene will make your hair really shiny. <laughs> uh, one thing up front about this movie. I want to be movie, paid in oh. fax machines. <laughs> he could afford his own fax machines. <laughs> one thing about this movie right off the top, you know what you're getting yourself into, dude, because it is a De Laurentiis Entertainment Group production, which means you know that they were this close to going bankrupt at all times <laughs> making this movie. Well, I, I just love, love it. you. See the great big Dino sign. Totally, dude. Honestly, mark equality. Yeah. This never happens. I was watching it. uh, Like, my wife, uh, Jen, went to to do some other stuff in the the other room. And I was like, she's like, I'm not going to watch a John Cryer movie. (laughs) That happened. The soundtrack started. I was like, come in here for a second. And you hear the soundtrack? We watched the movie together. There you go. It's it's that 80s shit, dude. I'm a sucker for it. She's a sucker for it. She loved it, right? Of course, yeah. Great great movie. Not loved it. Let's not be clear. I, I didn't love it. She didn't love it. Now, Eric Siska, this was a yes. Siska select. So why don't you it boil is. this fucker down for us? Okay, so John Cryer. And yeah. by the way, I've seen this movie probably like five times over my life. Okay. Just was, somehow was on. Was this on like a TBS or a TNT? It was on television. Uh, okay. Because I've cleared up. Right? <laughs> no, like I didn't know if it was an HBO thing or like I don't, every day. I don't remember. Uh, but so the, the plot of this movie is basically John Cryer is a uh, like this uh, like 
stockbroker esque guy in yeah. Boston, I guess. Yeah. Who I didn't even know they had finances up there. <laughs> oh yeah, we got wicked finance. <laughs> oh, we got fucking finances out the ass, bro. Who somehow unwittingly launders money for the mafia and now is going to be killed by them because he's set to testify against them or whatever. So right. he eventually through the plot of the film, we'll see. He goes to hide out in a small town with his cousin. And he enrolls in school. What, 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 what would you believe that? He enrolls in school. He hides out in school. And uh, he meets some people that uh, he wants to take down with him, I guess. <laughs> this is a movie where it's like, wow. Yeah. You know you're in serious mafia-related trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, hitmen would have to be coming after my ass for me to willingly sneak back and enroll in high school again. Here's the problem. At no point in the film, there's never a scene where Keith Coogan is like, hey, cuz, why are you going back into high school? And he says, great question. And let me tell you why. He, they never explain no, why he no. goes back to high school. Yeah. He could just hide out anywhere. <laughs> he could get a hotel room and not go outside. But he this could- is more fun. It's Billy Madison with guns. <laughs> <laughs> How else am I going to get you know, able to hit on teenagers, huh, Patrick? That's explain the, that to me. The only way this makes sense. And they never explain, never. It's well, crazy. They to, never to, to be fair to the, the character's motivations here. He eventually goes to the school administrator's office to meet with uh, his what, aunt or whatever. His aunt, who's played by John Cryer's real life mother, by the way. Holy oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, and they mistake him for a student. So yes. he goes with it. So it wasn't necessarily his idea. Sure. It's not his idea. Yeah. He's like, oh, say this might work for a while. And then like movies sometimes tend to do, especially in the 1980s, things get a little out of hand. Well, I was going to go to the library and get a copy of Ivanhoe, (laughs) but I guess I could go into high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, hit on some teenagers. Come on, honey. (laughs) But it is like, yeah, his life would have been much easier if he just made contact with the aunt and was like, this is the deal. I need to hide out in your house in Delaware. By the way, Someone asked this on the text thread last night. Did we ever figure out other movies set in (laughs) Delaware besides hiding out? Until they make the biopic of Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Then you'll get a lot of Delaware. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any other Delaware set movie, which is it's a great question. Then he gets there by train because that's how how you get to Delaware, my friend. (laughs) It's the only way. They don't let cars in there. Also, by the way, just even hiding out with your next of kin seems pretty stupid to me. Uh, Also, a huge problem. Well, the beginning of this movie, which rules, by the way, where, where you know, it's, it's a like great film. The yeah. go-go 80s. We're having it. John Cryer's beard, by the way, he looks like Paul McCartney in wings with this. He kind of looks good with this. He does. It's a fake beard, obviously. Sure, but yeah. he kind of looks good with it. It looks like he's like doing uh, Ellis from uh, Die Hard oh, cosplay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yep. Guys, come on. We saw the movie. Come, yeah, uh, come on, come on, come on. No, 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 no. He was the jerk. <laughs> he was always on coke. Come on, don't make me say it. <laughs> Here, I'll do the thumbs up thing. Does that. <laughs> Ellis, God, fuck. Ellis from Die Hard. That's my Halloween costume. Fuck, I'm going home now. No, and my wife is Alan Rickman. You didn't see this? (laughs) Come on. Directed the film PCU. (laughs) I have this little bullet hole in my head. She's got the gun around. Come on. There's coke in my mustache. That's a fun couples costume, actually. It's not too bad, right? Uh, And, like, you start and, like, you don't understand what's going on, but people are taking pictures of these three young guys, stockbroker types, 
And like you find out that they are in the middle of a huge, they're about like days away from testifying in court. Days against this huge mobster. And they are so relaxed about it, except for the one guy who buys a gun. I'm like, I'm yeah. with you, other guy. The guy who buys the gun, the only reason he's nervous, he's like, oh, the, the trial got delayed 30 days, so yes. I need this gun. That's a, a character actor, Ned Eisenberg. Who's been in a thousand movies? I think he like lives on the lived on the Law and Order set. Like yes. he was there yeah, all the he was, time. He was big judge. He was a lawyer. Also. He was yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, he just you'll see him. Um, yeah, it's it's him, Crier, and then this third guy who's just John a, Nobody Ahern, who just disappears. Yeah. yeah, I think he. I think the idea is he's dead in a ditch somewhere. Well, no, but, they say that he he testifies but clams up and doesn't say anything. Oh, what an yes. asshole. Yes. Yes. And a then the Justice Ahern. Department shoots him in the head. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> for wasting their time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, they're like trading stocks and everything. But like also, if you're really nervous about all this and you're about to testify against this mobster, I feel like the whole witness protection thing already has to be engaged in some degree. Big agree. Like, yeah. And especially if it's such a huge trial and like there are cops involved they would be like all right you know what you guys need to lay low for a couple of weeks till the trial yep don't wait till one of them gets assassinated <laughs> yeah are you've they, already not done your job when one of your witnesses gets assassinated are they in the same city <laughs> they're all in boston yeah but in the greek and the fucking bad guy too yeah right? yes yep what the, what the fuck Go it's, to a insane, farm. it's insane that they're <laughs> still going to work it's insane that they're still in the same city and they're still so focused on work because like they even after they Go out partying at nightclubs. Which yeah. That's the mafia's fucking inner sanctum. What are you doing? Yeah, totally. And th but then the one guy wants to leave because, uh, oh, you know, the Tokyo markets are opening up. Yeah. Got to go fire up the modem. It's like, stop working. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that's a little bit of a note about just the go-go 80s in general, I right? guess so, yeah, and, and yuppie culture, etc. Well, because, like, Cryer's trying to get laid. He's like, oh, I see a sexy lady across yeah. the way there. And I'm like... That sort of makes sense. You're about to die. You want to get laid. I yeah. understand that. But, but what like, if it's a hit woman? That's that's a good point. Yeah. Well, she better do a good job. Ladies can kill too. They folks. sure they sure can. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Some you know usually it takes 30, 40 years of marriage. Am I right? right. <laughs> 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 yes. yes. Salute to all the lady assassins out there. Your girl bosses. I love you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There but it is. yeah, so like he's trying to get laid. This one guy goes, like, you know, I'm going to go home. I'm going to relax. You know, he's the nervous Nelly guy. Yeah. Going to go home, put on a CD and go Ooh, right to bed. Nice dude, CD, you catch dude. a look at this fucking like clearly 80 pound CD player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to quickly mention at the bar, Miller High Life. Very oh, nice. Yeah. Because Cryer's 22 when this movie was made. Sure. And like that's why I guess they, they put him in this fucking weird like he wears this fake beard for way too long. Yeah. Oh, he's he's, he's supposed to be older though, right? Yeah, he's also, well they, they say later in the movie, because the whole movie I'm pulling my hair, like, how old is this guy supposed to be? Right. He says at some point, I'm almost 30, which to you you have to say he's either 28 or 29. Right. Yeah. You would only say that then. Yeah. yeah. So that's that and that says a lot about what this guy's doing in this movie, by the yeah, way. Sure knowing does. how old he is. Sure does, dude. Sure does. Uh -huh. You know, you know, they always say like I could go back with what I know now. Yeah, right? yeah. You're no. not actually supposed to do it. You're supposed to give. That's supposed to stay in the bank. 
Uh, so this guy goes to bed, puts on a nice CD, gets shot in the fucking head. Ooh, I think with his own gun. Is yes. that word to believe? Yes. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Bit of a tone problem with this movie. The the insane violence with the well, wacky hijinks. To be that's fair, what you don't see the guy yeah. get shot in the head. You see the gun put to his forehead, and sure. he goes. He starts to wake up like, oh, and then it just <laughs> fades to white. They do try to do stuff to make it a little more kid friendly, like the main assassin. Looks like, I mean, they make a joke about it. He looks like Dracula. Yes. Yeah. I mean, more like, to be more accurate, he looks like the, the member of the Misfits that got kicked out after the first record. <laughs> but you know, but I, like, yeah, he looks goofy. And you're like, okay, I guess this is funny now. I understand the tone thing, but at the same time, it's like, well, life can be funny and life can be dangerous. Sure. And I, you know, I appreciate that in the weight of the streets <laughs> is that's, around. That's what's awesome about these kinds of movies, right? It's like, it's a dumbest dick press but like they are able to ride the line of like there's mob related hitmen and that's a plot and then also the high stakes world of a high school class election sure this this movie treats both with equal weight and movies like this don't exist anymore the yeah. the scene the diner scene which we'll talk about in a minute is straight out of robocop I mean, it is just like yeah. fucking absolutely great. right out of it's robocop so the squibs the loud the, the whole goddamn thing John Cryer hilariously jumping through a window. Yes, it's, it's all just, great. So he, uh, this guy dies, his best bud, and like he's just he's like going to work, and the fucking feds finally swoop in and like we're gonna put you in a safe house, and then it's two weeks pass by like that. Apparently, yep. This is a really fun transition. I think you know the, the little visual comedy here, like they're grilling him at this safe house of like like what happened at Yasger's farm or whatever. And you as the audience are like, oh, what's this? Yeah. And they pull back and they're playing Trivial Pursuit. Sure. Right. Which is uh, fun. I, I like that. I, I appreciate it. Last night I was like, oh my, I forgot about this part, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was, this was fun, but then like immediately John Cryer is doing the thing. Can I go out, please? No. No. Yeah. I know my head might be blown off and you two <laughs> might be killed as well, but come on, I need a burger. It is the obnoxious, like, I got to call my clients. I'm a stockbroker. They're going to the- go to other brokers. First Whoa. of all, guys, I mean, they're in this weird warehouse. Yeah, t- Triple Pursuit's fine. Where's the TV? I need a TV. Yep. I need some brew dogs. No, and they, now you got Steve Sadak in witness protection for life. They could track the TV. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though. Like this scene should have there's like a bad college football game. Yes, on, exactly. Something like that. Not. Well, no, actually, no. I take that back. A, an exact right amount of cigarette smoking. in this Oh, movie. for sure. Yeah. Not a, it's 1987 and we were lighting up. We need a little bit more empty pizza boxes. I'm not seeing enough here. I totally. Like a little with, more with scattered. The Chinese food containers. Yeah, sure. Not and, my favorite. And our, our WHM favorite John Spencer is like, that's a great idea, kid. Let's get at Let's go. Let's get after it. I honestly thought he was crooked. <laughs> I was going this whole front of this movie. I'm like, he goes to bathroom right when the yeah. fucking guy gets shot. I was like, he's crooked. I know it. And oh. He's just it terrible at his job. <laughs> He's awful at his job. Truly terrible. Kind of surprised not more John Spencer in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Bit of a bummer. Fantastic. I love it. They go to a diner uh, and uh, Cryer orders a double scotch, you know, in the beginning, which is 
diner yeah. scotch. Dude, a waffle, a waffle and a double scotch, dude. That's like me at a diner. <laughs> what is she's like, oh, it's six in the morning or whatever. Oh, then, oh, then she said, then he says, make it a double. That's man. right. Totally. Well, that's yeah. that's being hung over at a diner, yeah. man. You need the fucking hair of the dog and, and, uh, and some breakfast. They try to ID him and John Smith is like, you yeah, know, here's the ID. Here's my fucking badge. Yeah, that's right. Give me this Get, fucking yeah. omelet now. Well, which I guess yeah. is like setting up like, oh, this guy looks young, right? right. He yeah. could actually fuck a high school student that's totally cool i i I gotta say a a scotch with a waffle breakfast that's your opening gambit you want your piss and your shit to be the same consistency (laughs) that is what you are just getting ready for that's what it does yeah i think so i also try this experiment at home i think i also want coffee with like that's like a four beverage breakfast, if that's the case. Because not just the scotch and the and the thing. You want all right? Can I get a, a glass of water, uh, a coffee, and a double scotch? Thanks also, so why were they up all night together? That's yeah. a great question. Did someone totally. sleep? Yeah, because I wouldn't. I'd sleep with bunch. I'd be like, dude, I'm, I got nothing to do. I'm just gonna I'm take bored. a nap. Well, here's the thing. This would have been a nice, like, you know, movement to see happen, uh, like in this little scene here, as he goes. Uh, you know, I want that double scotch. And yeah, I guess some of that coffee. And she goes to pour the coffee and it's like just a little bit. And he's like, that's enough. And, and then the waitress says like, oh, what are you talking about? I barely filled it up, honey. And he goes, no, you got it just right. And he dumps all the scotch oh, in the coffee. Yeah. Oh, that would be truly something. <laughs> but we don't get to see any of that because uh, there's our fucking Dracula-esque hitman <laughs> turns around and just starts fucking firing wildly. Uh, 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 this the, this other guy, the partner in the FBI. Yeah, I think his character's name is Pratt or something, and he Yo. just gets eviscerated with this shotgun. Oh and it's fucking God, great. Dude, fucking armor piercing rounds here. Meanwhile, John Spencer went in the back to take a wicked dump. <laughs> wicked, <laughs> yes. Called it a wicked dump. <laughs> it's great to hear John Spencer say, I gotta take a wicked dump. Uh, <laughs> Mr. President, I gotta take a wicked dump. McCary. <laughs> My fucking arm, Mason. What are you doing? You're ripping my fucking arm out. Just a little <laughs> rock for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he gets shot in the eye, and I thought because later in the scene, he's uh, when they're during the the fallout, they they show him he's got like a bandage over his eye. I was like, oh, cool eye patch in the last scene. No, but his eyes gets better. Come no, on, stupid. He grazed it. I think. I yeah. think the guy shoots a uh, like a coffee urn, uh, and the glass goes, goes into a coffee him. pot. Right. Oh, coffee sure. urn. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my coffee Don- died this morning. Please <laughs> don't. Please be gentle say, with me. You well, can say urn. Donnie loved the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> what does this hiding out movie have to do with fucking Vietnam, Walter? <laughs> Although this movie does mention Vietnam briefly, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Cryer jumps out action movie style of the window. It's so funny because, like, I, I should say this was the first time ever last night I watched this movie. I did have a good time with it. This part, I was like, because it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's John Cryer. I think he's fucking great. He's very funny. I never thought I'd see a movie where he jumps through a fucking window. So when I'm watching the movie, I was like, well, who just jumped through that window? And then I was like, oh, it's John Cryer's character. That's weird. <laughs> Has he ever led a movie other than this? I'm trying to I'm think. I'm looking it up right now. I, I mean, he's, I mean, because I think that at a certain point in the 80s, there was a debate of like John Cusack or John Cryer. And it, it obviously Cusack, Cusack won in a big Cusack, bad way. Sure. I mean, but Cryer is smart, man. Cryer was like, you know what? I will take all of your money for that bad sitcom. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Deal and, with the devil, a.k.a. Chuck Lorre. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just, yeah. So, you know, I never watched uh, Two and a Half Men, but. 
I think he's good in this movie. I think he's good in those John Hughes movies. I like John Cryer a lot, but he is indeed a side piece. Yes. Oh, I, no, absolutely. I, I don't quite buy him in a lead. It's okay, just so the, a thing I have a see, problem but with. But it's all a balancing act, though, because he's the lead in this. Because, of course, he's sidled with fucking Keith Coogan. Well, sure. By the way, so Pretty and Big is 86. That's obviously the breakout. Uh, and then in 87, he's in four fucking movies. Hell yeah. He's in Get Morgan paid, Stewart's King. Coming Home as the Morgan Stewart. So that's probably I don't know what that is. I don't know. A free-spirited teenager attempts to get back in touch with his overly conservative parents uh, returning home from boarding school. Pass. Yeah, that's out. <laughs> uh, then he's also in Superman for the Quest for Peace. Where he's see, got the same haircut yes, as see, in this movie. See previous two episodes on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's in a movie called, which I want to see, called Dudes. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, dudes. Yeah. Three punk-loving dudes in NYC need a change and uh, drive it a Beetle to California. It's and then him. is this the Demi Moore? Is that the Demi Moore movie this year too? What's the Demi Moore movie? It's directed by uh, Schatzberg. It's this teen comedy that he just did a one-off about. Really? Am, oh wait, hold on. I think huh. the, the, are you talking about OC and Stiggs? No, 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 no. Because that's on here. Oh, uh, that's Altman. Stiggs. I, I think. Uh, is it? I think so. Monkey House, the waiter. <laughs> it's like a. Fo- it's, it's like a. He's a photographer. Heads, maybe. Let's no. See. Monkey House. <laughs> um, you want the, the house to fuck the, her? <laughs> the Pompatus of Love. I mean, this guy's career was not great, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, we're talking about him today. That's more it's than true. we're not That's talking about you, true. listener. <laughs> we're not talking about you who's listening to this. You didn't pretend to be in high school, Steve. But yeah, he was. I mean, it was. At, it, I think we talked about this on uh, Beverly Hills Tuna, that James Pickens Jr. thing. When like you have like when you have one bite at the apple, it doesn't go great. Somebody yeah. gives you another bite of the apple, like on a, on a TV show. Yep. You dig in like an eagle, just digging on a fucking rock. Man. Totally, dude. Totally. Until you, it fucking breaks off. <laughs> I'm not moving, motherfucker. Charlie Sheen left that show. Uh-huh. He didn't give a fuck. He stayed right there. 500 episodes or whatever the fuck. That's commitment. You stayed through all that fucking Charlie Sheen madness that was going on when that show was still on the air. Yeah. And then you kept it going with Ashton Kuchar. Yeah, it's, it's like, a- all right, hey, look, um, if you're going to bring Ashton Kuchar in here, you got you to gotta give me a raise. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk with him. You have to understand this. So it's going to make a problem for me. Chris, did you find this secret movie? Okay, so this movie is called <laughs> No Small Affair. Uh-huh. It's from 84, and okay. it's him as like a, a, a shutterbug. Uh-oh. Becomes obsessed with Demi Moore, Ooh. and it's directed by Jerry Schatzberg, the great director behind Scarecrow and The Panic in Needle Park, That's and it's just something. this like teen stupid movie. teen comedy. It's awful. I gotta see it. That sounds great. I, honestly, I love. Uh, so after he jumps out the window, there's like a chase through Boston, kind of, and he makes his way to train, like a train, the train station. I yes. guess it's Union Station or. Yeah, whatever, whatever what's Boston's trains? Oh, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Point is, the Amtrak. <laughs> he's running on the tracks. He catches up, very like you know the fugitive, sure. or like Hitchcock or something. Like grabs onto a train. I love him giving the finger to the assassin. Yeah, that's pretty great. I also. <laughs> well, the weird thing is, his shirt is covered. It looks like a fucking reservoir dog. Totally. And then yeah. when he gets to Delaware, he's just walking around like with blood on him. Yeah. The, the conductors are like, uh, "Ticket, sir." Also. Who did you kill? <laughs> a dog. Like, I'm sorry. When he gets to Delaware and he gets to his store and everyone's looking at him, he's like, I had a bloody nose, like a real bad bloody oh, nose. Really I'm like, no, bad. no, no, you're covered but in blood. My, <laughs> my favorite thing about him running for the train is like this assassin is shooting at him yeah. while there are all these things blocking him. And then at the end, when there's nothing, blo- like yeah. there's a good like, 
I, I don't know, like maybe like 50 feet there where there's nothing blocking him. He's like, yeah. ah, you know what? He won this one. You know <laughs> yeah. what? I give this one to him. Yeah, you know what? If I shot him now, you know, we probably don't have much of a movie. Where's the challenge? <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes to Delaware. He gets a change of outfit. He dyes his hair I, and also dyes... And it's a thing he does in Superman too. This like weird wingtip blonde thing. Yeah, like blonde the on the sides. sides only, like a skunk, like a reverse skunk. Also, Ooh. like blonde makes sense. <laughs> you, you you know you shave your your fake beard. That's easy to do. Oh, just rip this off real quick. Uh, I would go full blonde if I was hiding from the mafia. Sure. See, but I think the thing is like full blonde. You're like that's a disguise, but you see like the the Pauly walnuts. You know, like sure. the punk rock Pauly walnuts. Then it's like. Well, and he has to intend to live his life like that. Well, you want to you want to stand out as much as possible. You want you want you want to <laughs> yeah. draw as much attention to yourself. I get well. I guess he's trying to pose as like a punk kid. I guess sure. the idea because yeah. at this uh, rest stop area, he gets a skeleton T-shirt, which is pretty good find for yeah. this place. <laughs> I gotta say, and uh, he still wears the slacks, and then he trades his jacket for. You know, there's a there's a hobo outside. My favorite scene this in the so movie funny. is this hobo trading jackets with John Cryer for a pack of cigarettes. Pretty great. And it's, it's just a, this random like assortment of homeless people hanging out yeah. in this huge field. And it's the one. It's like one of the scenes in the movie that actually feels like it goes on longer than it should. Yeah. Yes. The rest of it seems kind of well paced, but this one is going on for a while to the point where this dude is like. Hey, fellas, look what I got. Cigarettes. <laughs> Italian jacket, fellas. Also, all right, then everyone he's meeting is just like, oh, my God, he smells like shit. I mean, the stench yep. on yep. this jacket. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah. A big, heavy wool jacket. This guy's been sleeping fucking you gotta and shitting got to stop at a dry cleaners. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coated in aged vomit. <laughs> oh. I do love there's a great gag around here where he tries to call. Or he, does, he calls the house. And Keith Coogan answers the phone and it's just like, he's like, Keith Coogan is 1987. He's like 15 or 16 making this yeah. movie. Very much still a disgusting shit boy. Oh, for sure. Here. Yeah. Oh. And he's going, he's like, you know, a crier is saying like, oh, put Ant whatever on the phone. And he's like talking his ear off about getting his learner's permit. This woman finally gets on the phone and Cryer's character's name is Andrew. And she's like, Andrew, is that you? Oh, that picture of you in the paper was terrible. <laughs> kind of like the biggest laugh of the movie for me. It's weird. So like his aunt is like, he's like, yeah, I'm coming in. I got to hide with you guys. She's like, oh, okay. And then he gets the idea. Again, he's just walking in this outfit and he's like, I guess I'm just going to go to the local high school for literally. No, like, well, no, I he's supposed to meet her there because oh, she said yes, oh, okay. she's, right. she's okay. the school nurse. Got it. And she okay. says, okay, when you get into town, I I'm see. going to work. Meet me at the school office and we'll go from Ma there. Make sure you're dressed up just like a teenager would be and then <laughs> sit down right outside the principal's office. I, I, I like the school setting here because it's like one of those schools that doesn't give a shit that dejected school administrator just like calling him Sean like get in here Sean <laughs> that was good. oh there has to be some type of mistake oh was it a mistake when you took a blowtorch to the couch <laughs> in the teacher's lounge <laughs> man I want to go to this high school it sounds a lot more eventful Seriously, Jesus Christ <laughs> off the chain yeah. Uh, yeah so he goes in and he meets up with Keith Coogan and it's he gets well this is the thing of all the improbable nonsense in this movie 
I don't think a teenager can just go into a school and sign up to be in well, the school. See what happens here. I think now I think they're trying to circle around that logic a little bit. It, it's it doesn't really hold water, but some old lady in the administrator room or whatever is like, are you supposed to be here? Oh, no, I'm new. Oh, here's a pass to go to the register. So uh, now it's like I've got an official thing from right, somewhere. the head office yeah. to go to the registrar's office. And then when he makes up his name, it's oh, pretty dude. fucking uh, When he usual, usual suspects su- it? Yep. Yes, Thank you. totally. Because there's a Maxwell House cup of uh, a pot of coffee. And he's like, uh, my name's Max Hauser. <laughs> yep, Maxwell <laughs> Hauser. By the way, I think this influenced Usual Suspects. Oh, I think sure. this is the movie yep. that made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> they were watching this right before they put the cameras on. And then oh, I worked at a restaurant called Half and Half. <laughs> uh, not good. Oh, boy. My father was the Jolly Green John. <laughs> Leave a lunch out on the table. Oh, you should have said Mr. Coffee. I will say the. Mm. I think it's the episode, the uh, Leslie Nielsen movie, whatever the Fugitive knockoff. Wrongfully accused. Wrongfully accused. Right. Does a re- I think a very funny bit about uh, a Usual Suspects joke where he's just where he's just he's like. My name is John Fishing. Like it's just, he's just like looking at the side. It's like it's on YouTube. You'll find it. You'll you'll cackle if you watch. Uh, it. You know where that's not funny. And I just rewatched it. I've been doing a real like early early aughts like curiosities uh-oh. like going back, uh-huh. dudes. I rewatched that first scary movie. Oh, <sighs> One that thing. It's a fucking minefield, dude. <laughs> sure. It is yeah. a minefield. And they got worse as it went. That like I think up until like the last one where the fucking <laughs> they knocked on the door is like, yeah, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I, I just ne- uh, I never liked any of those movies. I guess I think I only saw the first two, but how did it hold up for you? I mean, there are funny things in the movie, but like the fucking homophobia, transphobia, date rape jokes and the mentally challenged jokes. Like the guy who's playing the David Arquette character is just like mentally disabled. And that's the joke. And the end of the movie is he's like the third killer. And the way they do it is like. They do a fucking usual suspects ending where like his walk changes and oh, he rips off his fake mustache oh, and whatever. Yeah. And he's like it he's just this handsome dude that gets in a sports car with um uh uh Sherry O'Terry's character who's like the Courtney Cox stand in. Yeah, yeah. And they just like drive off. And huh. I was like, oh man. and like meanwhile, back in the police station, like Anna Ferris's character is having the usual suspects Got moment. It, yeah. And you're just like I think it's the second or third one that has the opening with James Woods. That's as, the second movie. Yeah. So they just really uh, doubled down see, as it this. went back. Who would have ever thought that a 1980s comedy about an adult going to high school and meeting a lady there, meeting a child there, <laughs> a child um, <laughs> would be so much less problematic than an aughts movie. Well, the aughts went Oxford. really hard because it was very much about like, are you offended? Yeah. Good. You know what I mean? Was yeah. that horse shit? Yeah. Sean Wayans character, uh, Ray, is like, he's just a gay guy. And yeah. that's the joke is he keeps doing quote unquote gay things. Uh-huh. And it's the whole effing whole, whole movie. I never that, cared that character for it. Do. It's it's. Terrible. But anyway, speaking of parody <laughs> movies doing usual suspects things. Yeah. No, but there see, you go. Yeah. But so he winds up going. And also speaking about go, the length this movie goes for this gay joke. I just 
I don't even know. So he goes into health. I, I assume it's health class. Or some sort of, yeah, like human sexuality. And it's like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about alternate sexualities. I'm like, I don't. Sexual preference. Yeah, it's like, all right, this is something I don't think is taught very much in high school, specifically in the 1980s. I don't know. You catch catch the teacher here? Uncle Frank. Absolutely. Look what you did, you little jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's it's weird. We've got one side is heterosexuality, and on the other side, Homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Look and who you fucked, you little jerk. <laughs> Ooh, dude, say that again, it's getting hard. <laughs> oh, you're cooking, Frankie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's health class, and he's trying to get uh, Patrick, uh, Keith Coogan's attention yeah, by waving at him and while he's, while the teacher's asking, like, uh, I don't expect anyone to announce that the raise hom- their hand, hetero, you know, homosexual or whatever. Yeah, or raise their hand, and he does. So that's the joke. He's like flailing. I, I'm yes. like, wait till the exactly classes. Yeah. Wait till the bell rings, yeah. please. But I will say this, teacher. At least, at least he they they outline now. Everyone has experienced a range yeah. from every part of the spectrum, including homosexual. You know, yeah. like, that's what's weird is like it's it, almost inclusive, but not. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird thing where like you expect also because it's fucking Uncle Frank. And mm-hmm. I'm sure the actor who played Uncle Frank is a really nice person. But like, I just think of him he as was, Uncle Frank. Yeah, he was like a hard ass. So you don't expect Uncle Frank. You know, <laughs> I'm waiting for Uncle Frank to have a fucking slur thrown yes. in or make like a gag sound or something. It is weird that that works out that way. But then there's a joke where he follows him into the bathroom afterwards. We should say Keith Coogan, because of the, the shave and the hair dye, he doesn't recognize yes. John Cryer. Even though it's your, I mean, I like, guess you would. I you mean, would. I guess if you, we don't know how often yeah. he's seeing, if how often he's getting down from Boston to Delaware. Well, you know, it's yeah. kind of, <laughs> and I'll admit this on the air. I have an uncle that I barely see, and he looks very much like the um, character actor from the thing, uh, Richard Mazur. Oh, okay. And oh, right. It, there was a really long time I didn't see him, and I knew that he looked like Richard Mazur from various <laughs> movies. So in my brain, he was played by Richard Mazur. Of yes. course. Like, if I saw Richard Mazur, I was like, oh, it's Uncle David. So theoretically, he could be like, oh, my, my cousin looks exactly like Ellis from Die Hard. And then, like, if <laughs> Ellis from Die Hard isn't walking into class. <laughs> right. You can right. see that being Wait, the so case. the next time you saw your Uncle David, did you not recognize him because he actually didn't really look that much like Richard? <laughs> no, I he really, was, you know, I was able to put it together. He was, uh, he was in disguise at your school, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, you're my Uncle David. Huh? Let me see some ID, Mr. <laughs> 68-year-old man went back to yeah. high school. <laughs> he started macking on the ladies in front of you. <laughs> all the ladies at an all-boys Catholic school. <laughs> the, the sexuality class scene is worse, double worse because... When so uh, Keith Coogan looks back and sees him, yeah, and the reaction he has, I took it as, Oh, that's my cousin, shit. yes, yeah, totally. That's what you think it at first, no. yeah. but it turns out when you get to this bathroom, what actually happened was he thought that that guy was just aggressively silently hitting on him yeah. yes. in the middle of class, and he was like, Oh, wait. You're my cousin? Oh, I had no idea. But there's also an in-bathroom freakout yes, that happens. Yes, Cryer follows, yeah, 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 yeah. follows him into the bathroom and like 
Keith Coogan is screaming about like what he's he's doing the yeah. old no homo. There, and you're no, there's like, a, like oh, a line man. of like you know how the thing it was like the heterosexualities over here and homosexuality, and I, I'm way the fuck over there. That's right, <laughs> it's a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. touch aggressive. He's yeah. kind of freaking out, and then he's like, no, you know, uh, you know, I love you, and Keith Coogan almost throws up, and he's like, I love you like a cousin, like your cousin Andrew, <laughs> and like. This kid is really slow on the uptake. It takes him a, a bit to understand what's happening. And so now, he, and at this point, th this is where the scene where he's like, what the hell are you doing in high school? And he's like, great question. Let me explain it to you. And can I get the camera uh, right here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is what I'm doing in high school. And this is why I'm here. Because that's, I, I need that in this movie. I don't know why it's not here. It's kind of nuts it's, that it's not. Isn't it sexier if you don't know? Steve? <laughs> it is. It's a bit sexy. It's in the title. He's hiding out. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. But so, you're saying yeah. through like all of this movie, Keith Coogan doesn't know what's going on. No, he does. He does, but it's never like, why are you in high school though? Right. That's yeah. the, like, well, he knows that he's hiding from the mafia because like, I right. want to fuck children. That's the it's only well, thing that can I think happen. It's like it's the last place they'll look or something. Yeah, or like sure. that way you're under kind of lock and key Maybe, in the school. Try an Ace Hardware. I don't think they're looking there either. <laughs> exactly. See, and this was before school shootings. Nowadays, the mafia might enroll you in high school to try to kill sure. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good so, long game, honestly. <laughs> he gets into a scuffle with the hard ass history teacher here because he's smoking cigarettes in the hallway. Oh, sure. This lady who played the murderous evil nurse in uh, uh, what the fuck, Exorcist 3. Empkiss! Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It's two in the morning. Oh, oh wow, it's her. Yeah, the her. landlady from The Mask also. Mm -hmm. She's great whenever she pops up and stuff. Quite a presence. She, yeah. I mean, she's part of, I think, one of the greatest jump scares in horror history. Is in in the mask. Exorcist three. <laughs> <laughs> he was out very late. That's amazing. Yikes! <laughs> but yeah, she's like giving him guff about like smoking in school. It is fucking hilarious. Like, you know, I feel John Cryer's character. Like, there's a lot on the line here. Maybe stop forgetting what you're doing. He's constantly forgetting that yes. he's hiding out as a high school student. Exactly. Like he's just lighting up cigarettes in the hallway. Keith Coogan's like, the fuck are you doing, man? This is a high school. And like, yeah, the lady gives him shit. And he kind of like backs off. He uses a great excuse of it's my first day, <laughs> oh, right. which you got to you got to do it. Got to do it at least once. <laughs> oh, my old high school. Is that frowned upon? Because <laughs> I have to say, we were smoking in class every day in my old school. Oh, so I shouldn't be taking uppers in math class. Okay, <laughs> that's good for me to know. One thing that I will say about this movie specifically, which I find interesting, is the amount of black students is really, and like the amount of like, because usually in these 80s comedies, like, Black is either a black comedy or it wasn't, or if it's not, then you're getting that like weird animal house horse shit where it's like mm, oh, wrong sure. side of the tracks in quotation yeah. marks. But like this is a pretty well integrated school where they're just like black students that are just kind of fun and hanging around like everybody else. And yeah, it, it's, it's not, weird to it, say in, in, in it, that that's a, that's a positive, but for an '80s movie, it is. It yeah. definitely is because like a lot of times when they show a school like this, like this is the school that's going to be condemned. Because look at them! Oh my god! <laughs> yes, like, yeah, like the, the principal, principal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The principal's like that. Like there's or even like you know all that fucking John Hughes stuff like. The black stuff is horrible. Like the way that they treat black students. Absolutely is, awful. It's always like, and this is the one black student that you're either afraid of or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's usually afraid of like, uh-oh, it's the black student and you run away from him kind of a thing. Yeah, it's just kind or of. 
it, it's everything play it where it lands it's or like all, he's an untouchable star like Whitaker and uh fast times at yes Rich yes <laughs> which is also he's used exclusively for like intimidation tactics yes. yeah, and, yeah. and this like there's a, the fun rap kids and like it's kind of lame that Keith Coogan wants to be like one of them but it is kind of it's endearing at the very least like he's just enamored with the culture and he wants to like know how to rap and it's I mean lame. I'm, let's let's just say I'm thankful there is just a few seconds of Keith Coogan trying to beatbox and then the movie just forgets that that happened. Unless, yeah. un, un, unlike Weird Science with fucking, uh, and, uh, what's his face? Anthony Michael. Anthony Michael Hall when he's in the jazz club. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, Dude, that, well, that, mo- that nukes that movie yeah. for like That's four bad. minutes. Also, speaking of Keith Coogan, there's some not great stuff in Adventures in Babysitting. Sure. But yeah, it's always like the Animal House Mind if we dance with your dates? Exactly, it's and, that kind of joke. But like here, yeah. again, like it's it's a really low bar, but the movie clears <laughs> it, which is just like there's a lot of black students in the school, and that's kind of it. See, you know what yeah, I, mean? I told you guys it was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of an important plot point to mention here. He's carrying around like a card that he's trying to mail to his grandmother. Uh, he and Keith Coogan go to the town diner for a minute. And, this you know, you, place is something else. It's, got, it's <laughs> disgusting. You can buy cigarettes there, A+. Yep. Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. There's pool tables in the back. Pool tables in the back. There's definitely like a rack that you can just buy like pieces of candy from candy it, it, bars and whatnot. Yeah, I guess was this like a sock hop back in the day and sure. this is what it's aged into? It's it like could Because they're like getting slushies there and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, but it's like part convenience store, like yeah. general store. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's like because the high school's there, this is the business. Oh, like sure. Like the kids yeah. come in. And they're cleaning up, clearly. Yeah. You know, and, it, it, uh, I you get your fake credentials done in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely happens. making fake IDs in the back room. It, it anybody, looks disgusting. I wouldn't eat anything in this Anybody place. notice who the waitress was? No. Is it Joy Behar? It is exactly Joy Behar, oh! ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I saw her in it, and I was like, wait, where was she? I was like, wait. Yeah. Wait, the wait. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And she's just Joy Behar-ing around, you know, uh, harassing Megan McCain, who's like three. She, yeah, it's yeah. really where the baby comes in and yeah. she starts yelling at this baby like she's an idiot. And it's really bizarre. She, the baby's like, my ba- dad was an idiot. And it's like, it's, it's a really weird See, scene. Sometimes the baby is an idiot. <laughs> Look, your daddy's not coming back, okay? <laughs> You're going to be here for a while. <laughs> Uh, she's a piece of shit. Sure yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Not Joy Behar. Sure. Uh, but the um, point, yeah. point being, that whole letter, scene, at the end of it, he drops the envelope on the floor, and then some girl finds it, gives it to Joy Behar, and Joy Behar is like, I'll mail it off. Can I tell you guys about Keith Coogan's, like, bedroom in this movie? He's oh, this, got a sweet setup, yep, dude. Growing up back in the day, you know, a thousand years ago when I was a child, Watching this movie and also Brain Scan, a mm-hmm. uh, previous episode. Yep. Those are the two childhood bedrooms I always idolized. Like, I'd watch this movie and I'd be like, fuck, I wish I had like this cool attic bedroom top floor. No one's coming up behind you, you know? You always yeah. want, the converted attic, I think, is better than the converted basement. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's the better Absolutely. scenario. I mean, the, the only good thing about the converted basement is you usually have a separate entrance. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice deal. But smoke sure. rises. So you're going to want to <laughs> also really get, great get in point. that attic. That's, that's why true. like fucking Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. I'm like, you should be fucking happy you're up in the attic. Exactly. Away from the fucking <laughs> monsters. Well, I think maybe he's just pissed off because he had to share the bed with Fuller. That was the problem. Look, you just have to take the good sides of things. Okay <laughs> there, Kevin. 
but yeah, I, I do love this 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 bedroom. It's really cool. Yeah, he hides in the laundry when the mother goes by. Again, I guess he could just come clean and just hide out and not go to high school. <laughs> sure, but instead he decides to hide from the woman he was supposed to meet. So now the aunt thinks he's probably been assassinated. But somewhere. That's, and right. again, look, I think John Spencer didn't do a great job. Where like when John Cusack should just or John Cryer should be like. Well, why can't I just go to my aunt's place? Well, that's the last place you should go because you're not only putting yourself in danger, you're putting them in danger as well. Absolutely. Yep. John Cryer, cinema's worst, or uh, John uh, Spencer. Spencer. Spencer, cinema's worst FBI agent. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. bad. It's really, well, really bad. Actually, there's a scene where like uh, after the melee at the fucking <laughs> diner and Spencer has got this thing over his eye and his boss is like, the DA is chewing them out. Like now we have no witnesses. I can't believe this. And he's just like, you've got to find him. You've got two weeks to find him. And you kind of expect more John Spencer Ex for that, for that exact scene is yeah. his, his Lieutenant or whatever puts him on a clock to find this guy. So like, theoretically there should be some scenes of him like, Pursuing him, yeah, like yeah. walking around this town or some other town, doing like an Ed Rooney kind of thing, walking around trying to find him. Or right? if it's maybe John Spencer also enrolls in high school. <laughs> maybe, oh, maybe I'm on a skateboard. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> now, yeah, I was in the swim team in my other high school. <laughs> I, I can do a dive for you. Triple Lindic. There's one scene where he does finally get to town and John Cryer realizes it's because he's been using his ATM card at the bank. Fucking idiot. Total yeah. moron. But that, that's really that, it. Yeah. That's my that, that's my problem. I told him to use that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this line the mother has here where she's yelling at Keith Coogan about oh, the fucking laundry? Yeah. <laughs> this sanctum is worse than the black hole of Calcutta. Yeah, the black hole of Calcutta. What is, is that? there a black hole? She's in always Calcutta? saying that. She, has she been to Calcutta? No. I think it was just a bad scene in Calcutta is my guess. Uh, I, guess. Yeah. I mean, I, Calcutta is that this has been an expression. I've heard it. Before. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah I've heard I don't it know if it, I don't know black hole per se, but there's definitely been some because I think like uh, uh, our elders viewed the idea of the city of Calcutta as being dirty and dangerous. Yes. I it see. was a dungeon in Calcutta. Mm. Oh, uh, that was called the black hole of Calcutta. Yeah, and, uh, oh, uh, 1756, so a little before my time. A good year for jails. I think that's also where, uh, what was it, Pagoda stabbed uh, Royal Tenenbaum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. In Calcutta. Okay, well, so it's a real thing. I had just never heard yeah, of Yeah, me neither. I, would uh, be, I, I had just yeah. assumed Calcutta is a very fun city to say. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice word. I think that's yeah. part of the reason people repeat that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have, like, his first day of, like, mixing it up in the school. He goes to history class. And here's the the actress Nancy Fish. This is the woman from The Exorcist Three and 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 The Mask. She's doing a little bit of this. Like I never thought about this. I, I was really interested as well until like Trump happened. Yeah, but like teachers giving their own opinion in school, like. I guess I just always assumed you, there was a code and you just taught the facts and whatnot. But obviously we don't learn all that we're supposed to. But this woman in this class is literally like that Richard Nixon got a raw deal. <laughs> and, and you're just like, wait, well, what? I'll, I'll be honest. I was too dumb to like subvert my teachers or piss them off too much. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know what this even would be like. 
Annabeth Gish writes a paper that's like uh, who's the the sort of female lead in this movie uh, about uh, how, what a piece of shit Nixon was, right? And she gets a big fat F, and this teacher has given her a bunch of shit because like Nixon got a raw deal. Because it's weird, yeah. I never thought about that period in history, but there would obviously be a bunch of people who are like, no, Nixon did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? And now you don't you don't see it that way, right? Yeah, and so like. She's pontificating about all of this, and Cryer is just getting disgusted in his seat listening Man, to this but shit. But like some of her lines are so good, like, and Nixon's countrymen betrayed him. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and he was he was targeted and he was a victim. It's witch hunt shit. It's the the fucking Republican Party's been saying the same fucking shit oh, yeah. since the 70s. Well, fucking yep. like what, 20 years later, she's like, yes, and that's true. Saddam Hussein did do 9-11. <laughs> As we all know, he was the one who did it. I mean, and that's the terrifying thing now. Are there's got to be, right? I mean, there's got to be teachers oh, yeah, sure, that yeah. are like, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> and that's why we had to go to war I, in Iraq. I had a civics teacher who did profusely, like, say how much he loved Richard Nixon, et cetera, but he was doing satire. It was, it was actually pretty brilliant. He was <laughs> oh, like, kind of like the Colbert Report before the Colbert <laughs> oh, Report. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was fun. So he's like, listen to me, kids. See, do you see how fucking stupid I sound? <laughs> yeah, he, he was There's like, people that actually believe what I'm saying. He would like do that shit. And then like he would break the character at the end of the class and be like, so, Eric, did you did you see American Psycho? <laughs> so we're going to talk about this movie for a second. <laughs> it's a positive teacher, positive yeah, influence. Was, that would yeah, be nice. He was. So, nice yeah, like she's like, oh, well, excuse me, Mr. John Cryer, Mr. Hauser here. Yeah. Do you have something to say? And he like lays into it about Nixon being a piece of shit. And, you know, she he won- resigned in disgrace. We yeah. won Vietnam. <laughs> we won it, you piece. That's why you one. We came in first place in Vietnam. Uh, God. And, you know, he's going like, <laughs> he resigned in disgrace. He had it all on tape. He can, you know, like he just, he, he brought his own downfall. And it's kind of interesting because she's like, I will tell you what the facts are in this class. None of old enough. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. It's just, it's exactly, you're, you're just watching it unfold. And Annabeth Gish is like, say, and now we have to get into Annabeth Gish. She was. Cryer was 22 when this movie was made. She is 16 when this movie comes out. Right. Really? And 16. She, she look, looks like a baby. She looks like a child. And Annabeth Gish, uh, famously of the X-Files, et cetera, et cetera. Agent and Reyes, I, dude. Agent Reyes. Uh, she was in West Wing. West Wing. And she's a gorgeous woman. And I was like, she looks kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, she's a child. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? It was this yeah. weird thing. Like, I was like, oh, she's like 16. Because I even in uh, The Haunting of Hill House, little older Annabeth because she's supposed to play like the old crone uh, whatever which is hilarious it on is. that show like yeah alright he's like she's the old crone uh, whatever uh, 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 housemaid or whatever and I'm like that's eh, still doing it for me, guys. Yep, I hate to no, break it to you. That was bad casting. You could put her in the dowdiest dress you want. It's Annabeth Gish. But in this movie, I was like, something's up. I was like, oh, she has like baby fat because she's literally a child. Yeah. I thought she looked uh, like when she was much younger, it looks like she could have been related to Ion Sky. Yes, yeah. an Ion Sky thing. Uh, but it's weird to have her like, in all the time. Whenever you're casting these things, like 90210, whatever, yep. you always have 20-year-olds playing high school students. That's what you needed here, folks. Yeah. That's what you needed here. I mean, I, I guess. guess if it's a thing where it's <laughs> or like- just, Or well, just not do this plot, really. Well, also right. not do the plot would what? be great. Yeah. I was, this also wasn't good, but I was about to say, like, oh, why doesn't he- 
I guess this is kind of better. Why doesn't he like try to hit on like a teacher? Yes, that's a much know? better movie. Because yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. at least like if they fall in love and then the teacher's like, this is wrong. He's like, actually, I'm but, 29 years old and I'm hiding from the mafia. that never been kissed? That is never. Oh, been you're right. That yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But that's. <laughs> but that's yeah, earlier totally on. I mean, that's later on. Yeah, I think that makes a much better story. It's like, oh wow, we ha- we're attracted to each other, and she's like, this is so wrong. No, I'm actually fucking 29, so we're yeah. good to go. Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking get bucket as opposed to, <laughs> I'll wait till you're in college. I mean, yeah. at least after it's you that. read The Catcher in the Rye, <laughs> then we can do it. At least it's that, and it's not like, again, an Animal night. House-esque, yes. you know. But, like, the reason that she's attracted to him, the reason that every all these kids start to love him, uh, one, one of the uh, kids says it was a noble move, what he did there yeah. in the classroom. They want to nominate him for class president. He becomes a celebrity because he stood up to that teacher. Right, this teacher, I guess, is, like, clearly famously hated by yeah. the entire student body. And if he was just she, if he acted like a real high school student that was just, I'm sorry, keep my head down, he would have been fine. He wouldn't have had the lady troubles. That's right. (laughs) Well, that's what uh, this O'Rourke guy is. Oh, O'Rourke. Oh. I, need th- I need this guy to be chanting his name in the hallway. He needs to be like a Steve Holt kind of character. Yeah. The, pro- the problem with Kevin O'Rourke is this. He is both hot and smart. Mm. Yeah, or you gotta just, split that shit in half. Or I'm is sorry. he just a jock that this teacher likes because he's easy to well, manipulate? I guess, whatever. but he's like good at all of his classes. It seems. That's or the, is it, that's the sense? I you feel get. like that's the thing. Is we need to know more about this high school. Are are teachers giving him like a pass in order for that's him possible. to do sports or something? Well, I think this crooked teacher wants to fucking sleep with him. I oh, think yeah. so yes. too. Oh, definitely, that, dude. That would be a good movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that you'll probably see that on Once in a Lifetime at some point. I, that's got to be a Lifetime movie. At least definitely. Three or four. <laughs> there was an FX series, uh, A Teacher. It was There was a movie, too. Yes, that's right. I do recall that. With, uh, With the other Mara. The yeah. other Mara, yeah. The other Kate, Mara. Kate, that Mara. sucks. That's, it's the truth, though, No, friends. it doesn't suck that you said it. It's, it sucks for Kate Mara. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like Annabeth Kish is like, wow, you really stuck up for me today. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, maybe we should go out sometime. He's like, that's a great idea. I'm only 29 years old. Could you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, being in your almost 30s dating a 16? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to talk about? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, well, <laughs> see, they both have the same interests. They don't like Nixon. Sure. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's very rare. But those I days. couldn't imagine what else they would talk about. I mean, they go roller skating later. They They have fun i guess in those moments but what are what is those conversations we're not seeing well that's a weird thing is because he's like oh yeah you don't like nixon i don't like nixon she even goes on to say her views of nixon are shaped by her dad her father you have to go and pick up this girl from her fucking father's house (laughs) you fucking ape dude and he so he's going up to the door and he's like talking to himself like before he rings the doorbell and he's like oh please what's her name is Ryan in this movie he's like oh Ryan I hope you answer the door it's been a long time since I'd had to talk to a girl's father or something like that it's like dude if you are running that back in your head (laughs) why don't you fucking pull the ripcord and abort this date but you know it goes well because this is a charming man Mm -hmm. and he can charm the dad's pants off as well he this this guy's got like these model uh, fighter planes because I guess he was a pilot in in Vietnam and oh what's this lo and behold he's doing uh, his taxes oh. on the computer and uh, you know being a financial genius uh, 
Maxwell Hauser tells him how to save a thousand dollars. This is pretty great. He's like, "Oh, you're doing your return? Oh, are you?" Uh, he's like, "You taking the standard deductible? Or are you going bit by bit?" He's like, "Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm itemizing." And he's looking through it. And he's like, "Oh, you see right there? If you move that there and put that over there, well, I just saved you a thousand dollars." Yeah. And this dude buys it. I'd be like. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't take you're, advice from a 16-year-old. Yeah, he's you're ready. a teenager, you fucking idiot. Don't tell me what to do with my job. And what's great, too, is he like insults his own daughter in this moment, too. He says, and you're in the same classes with Ryan? <laughs> she's that just girl's dumb as a brick. Fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, my own daughter, she's never impressed me like this. My goodness. I mean, you, you, you blow through her ear, it whistles. But and, the father loves him yes. because of this. And like that rapport is struck. He would be okay with them getting married. I'm, I'm positive of it. And he treats them to dinner, and she's like, wow, that's surprising. My dad was just complaining about the heating. So he, I guess he saved some sort of, this guy's about to fucking end it all in a couple of days. <laughs> I think it's like, oh, fuck, you know, here comes the tax, man. Financial <laughs> ruin. Dude, I've been buying all these model jets and fucking airplane glue and whatnot. Sniffing the glue. Totally. I'm, uh, yeah, my, my glue budget, I'm just going through it because I keep sniffing it all. Huh. I guess I don't have to family annihilate my, yeah. myself after all. You know what, Ryan? You and your little boyfriend here, 20 bucks, go enjoy the suck up. <laughs> Did you hear that, House? I don't have to burn you down now. <laughs> I can just say goodbye to this revolver I bought last week. <laughs> but know, this is another Maybe, oh, maybe the like, voices will stop, too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe more drugs is the answer. And talking to that kid. This is another instance, though, of John Cryer forgetting that he's a fucking 30-year-old man. Because like the guy's like, oh, do you want something to drink? And he's like, yeah, scotch and soda. Uh, soda. I was joking. He, he does. He does these moments. John Cryer where he's like, "Bad joke." Yeah. <laughs> he just like blurts out like, yeah. "Bad joke," or "I didn't mean that." I kind of have a, a upset stomach. Can I get an insure sure soda? <laughs> Well, he's also like this weird, almost alcoholic. It seems like he's always drinking scotch, well, man. What, what were you at 29? That's a, that's a, what am I now? Yeah. Also, day trader. I mean, just the yeah, his that's job. It's yeah, all where's fucking. The, where's, the, where's the blow is my question. Yeah. Where's the blow? Big question. Also, yeah, but like he needs the scotch to coat his fucking stomach lining because he's got the ulcer. Yeah. That's a good point. Probably has an ulcer. Something. So they go skating, and then this is another time. It's him and Ryan run on skates, and he's just you know an actual roller skating rink because the nineteen eighties. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Man, I haven't skated in fifteen years." And she's like, "When you were two? And it's like, "No, when I was uh, your age." What exactly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I appreciate that we got like Roy Orbison going on on the soundtrack. We're yep. actually paying for music. Oh, it's oh, not yeah. Roy, just Roy Orbison. Oh, it's who else? A duet of Roy Orbison and KD Lang. That's oh, right. Doing nice. the Roy Orbison song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In my defense. Yeah. And also we get the cameo. Did you see this on the trivia and trivia? No. Cameo in the roller rink. The old people announcing the couple skate. The actual owners of the roller rink. Oh, wow. that's looking nice. at fucking North Carolina royalty right there where <laughs> wow. they filmed this movie. I wonder if they felt okay with being like, wait, you, wait, wait, you're going to rent my roller rink. Okay. That's good. Wait, you're going to make it Delaware? Get the <laughs> no. fuck out of here. You know, and the weird thing about this scene, too, because this is where, like, he starts falling for her and her falling for him. Yeah, and she's whatnot. a child. She's beautiful. So he's really going mm -hmm. for it. But the thing that's weird is, like, 
you know, in real life, their age gap is not as large as it is in this movie. Sure. They have good chemistry together. Sure. So it's weird when you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, this scene's playing nice. They're getting, ah, the, uh, ah, uh, nope, nope, she's a kid. She's supposed to be a kid yeah. in this movie and he's supposed to be an adult. Got yeah. it. Okay. There's a moment of dialogue here that's like, you start to think like, oh, he's just saying this because he's hiding out. He doesn't want her to know. But it, it seems genuine when she asks about his parents. Yeah. And, that they died in a car accident and he was raised by his grandmother. No, no, it's okay. Like, it's not, you know, it's fine. The Spider-Man yeah. kind of a situation. I, <laughs> I kind of, I'll be honest, I did pay attention. I was just, I saw Ron and Eileen there yep. running the roller skate rink and I was like, that's it. I don't care what else is going on. <laughs> no, that's hometown dude. pride right there. To, to, yep. to Steve's Spider-Man point, he is trying to shoot webs. At this. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> John Cryer would have been a good Spider-Man in the 80s. You know? Yeah. You know, you, I could have watched that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A 1980s Spider-Man film? Totally, yeah. I, I would watch Maybe it. Maybe that would have been uh, Alan Renee's version. He always was going to do one. Alan Renee was going to be. He was friends movie? with uh, uh, Stan Lee. They were like very close friends. That's news to me. And he That's loved weird. comic books. And I he was really into Spider-Man and he wanted to do it. Huh. Mm -hmm. And Spider-Man will smoke cigarettes and have a little macchiato. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he keeps on getting lost in memories. He actually doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird like side plot to this movie is Keith Coogan's terrible at driving. Yeah. I only bring it up because the driving instructor uh, played by the great Dick Portnow, Richard Portnow Hell himself yeah. in this movie as the, you know, under siege fucking driving at yes. driver's ed instructor because Keith Coogan sucks shit at driving in this movie. He's wearing like a neck brace at some point and uh, he does fail him at the end of it just uh, on his driver's test. And then at the end, he's like, and you still have he hell to look forward to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've experienced a bunch of about as much pain as anybody has sitting in the car with you. <laughs> uh, so the other thing, so like, you know, Hitman's story is one thing. Class election is another thing. A bunch of kids approach John Cryer in the bathroom and they're like, hey, man, we're going to install you as like the president of the class run by this one kid named Clinton who and it's him and his friends that like to rap and they're doing like really bad raps for Max like, is the man is going to do the yeah, thing. Campaign related raps, oh, you'd say. Oh, yeah, oh that's shudder inducing. It's chilling. It's totally chilling. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it's those guys. Keith Coogan's there. There's some other fucking white kid with a bad haircut yes. hanging around. And they're like, hey, man, we'll just we'll run the whole campaign for you. And you're just going to be our guy because you told off the teacher. And it's all that that fucking dumb ass, like running for class president shit of like, yeah, extend the lunch hour, yeah. make classes shorter. I don't know if I had a class. I really am I'm thinking I, I back. Think I have so. no idea. I've, I, there certainly was never. Maybe there was an election. I, I didn't participate. The better term would have been class suck up. It was always <laughs> the biggest suck up. Wanted so, or the most popular kid. It was so you, one or the you, other. You did have a class president. We, we, had, we definitely had, had, yeah, had school elections. Okay. Absolutely. I don't yeah. I don't think I did. I don't know, though. Yeah, we did. We had the whole thing. There was like a president, a vice president, a treasurer. The kid who was the wow. vice president, super sweet guy. Yeah, he was very popular, but he was a, he was a cool mm -hmm. dude. Down yeah. Anyone yeah. resign in disgrace? Or I mean, not that I recall. No, no, no. no. But Tracy Flick did great. <laughs> Pick Flick, you know, I indeed. Think maybe my school did. I probably just didn't go enough. Yeah. It was too cool. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> cigarettes with uh, John Spencer. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like, have yeah. you seen this kid? <laughs> I've been looking for this kid. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, it was for people who wanted to be at school longer. Basically, yeah. it's like you, you don't want the day to end at three. 
be the class president. That's why I did zero electives. But the thing, I know we got some younger listeners out there. So if you're, you know, uh, stay in school, if you're younger, one, one, please stay in school. Absolutely. But if you're considering running for class office, here was a detail. I don't think they let you in on until way later. And this was something I realized when it came time for mine, the elected officials of your high school class, whatever, this, this is the way our high school handled it. Responsible for organizing the 10 year reunion. Oh, Jesus. Really? So all of a sudden, this guy's what been is this, this death pact that you get signed <laughs> into when you're thing. 17. This guy's been living his life for fucking 10 years, and then all of a sudden, the chicken comes home to roost, and he's got to organize this party. You'll never survive the reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know you're the class president, and now you're managing a Bojangles, but uh, could you get this together for us, please? One, one day, you'll be called upon <laughs> for the reunion. You have to call people who don't like you. <laughs> Get the Rolodex out, you fucking loser. You know, in this bathroom scene where they're like pitching it to him and whatever, I have to say, bit of costuming here, pretty rad. You catch Keith Coogan's fucking country western shirt he's no. got yeah, on? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Pretty sharp. Yeah. I kind of want it. There's some good threads in this. There were a mm-hmm. couple of good wardrobe choices. Yeah, I have skipped every high school reunion that I've had. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if mine ever did one. I went to the 10 year one. Well, the weird thing is, again, it's an all boys school. So, like, nobody kind of gives it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it, and that, that, that might, might, might sound weird. But again, it's just this weird thing. Like, with it's, when it's all guys, it's, everyone's just like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Ever. Well, also, you know what I mean? it's like, like, you know, you went to a Catholic school. Exactly. On top of an all boys school, it was yeah. a Catholic school. I feel one of the things there, dude, is the hesitancy on the whole reunion situation is, uh oh, if we all get back together, is someone reenacting the plot of Sleepers? <laughs> Yeah. Also, like <laughs> gathering, uh, that's kind of like a coven. That well, is maybe gonna... that's like a pact with Satan. I will say one good thing. It would probably it, one thing it is probably good for is if you're single. Mm, yeah. If right. you're if single, it's probably a good singles meetup. I couldn't imagine going to an all boys high school. So. It happened, oh, dude. Jesus, yeah. yeah not <laughs> Don't yours. tell him it didn't. Happen. No, I believe you. I'm sure it happened, but. <laughs> It's a bo- it just, it's, it's like, you know what? I could see it actually being a good thing as well. Yes. It's oh, like yeah. a double edged sword. Exactly. There's less like there's less bullying because there's no sexual you're, whatever. You, I mean, you're not, you're not trying whatever, to impress people as much, maybe. Exactly. You're not trying to be like, oh, look, look, I'm making fun of the nerd. Well, I mean, there's bullying for sure because it's a bunch of idiot yeah, kids, but sure. like less so. It was it was just very prison esque. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that was my high school too. Yeah. Very you know, just sort of. There's just no. There's no end in sight. You're wearing uniforms. Every day, you're 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 sneaking cigarettes out there. This thing is like I'm like oh, you're trading pornography in the hallway. Uniforms. That's a way to not really make a fashion foul. Exactly, and it it did it cut out on all that. Wait a second, trading pornography in the hallway? Oh yeah, like slipping each other's hands, like you're giving someone like like a bag of weed, little doodles you did, or is this the real stuff? Printouts. Buddy of mine had a business. Uh, He had illegal cable. He, you would give him a tape, and he oh. would uh, he would put on the Spice Channel. Yep, hit record when he went to bed. Whatever he got, he got. You'd get a six hour tape, five bucks. That's wow, a great, six hours. great idea. <laughs> we wow. should start doing this. See, I had a small. I, had <laughs> I small, think we would. I was doing a little Eric, you want to sell VHS tapes yes. of pornography? Yes, <laughs> we'll go back to high schools and do it. They, they won't even know how it plays. Yeah, kids. <laughs> 
Kids from the 90s will love it, Steve. They see this little black box? There's six hours of porno on here. If you figure out how to unlock this shit, it's yours. It's kids like breaking it against rocks. Like, Dude, maybe? There's, yeah, there's more than six hours of porn on my iPhone right now. <laughs> Some strange man told me there were titty pics. And that's what's going on. Six hours worth of Alyssa Milano in that fucking vampire movie. Wait, what? She's like naked. There's some vampire movie there. She's naked all the fuck. Can't over. just throw out this shit and not give me a title. I can't believe it this. has vampire in the title. Just look on her. Alyssa Milano in vampire shit. I will say I had a small business similar. Yeah. I was not. I, I didn't. I wasn't ambitious like that guy. Uh, don't don't incriminate yourself, Chris. I, 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 I would print out pornography pictures for a dollar. Oh, and the local guys were crazy about it. <laughs> Really, you're, you're going down to the old watering hole, getting all the fucking veterans. You're like, here, guys, just Was, a bunch. No, one soft of my core or hard? Uh, um, soft core. It was just like yeah. posing pictures. It wasn't even like. Uh, like That's nice. Were classy. You classy. Would yeah, you do like Gillian Anderson fake nudes, too? Oh, no, no, no. It was like uh, like yeah. Scoreland oh, okay, stuff. Got, yeah, got yeah. burned by those. Oh, totally, <laughs> dude. Them, the Jennifer Anistons of the internet. Play, you uh, can find Playboy uh, printouts pretty easily. Here's the biggest question, though. Okay. Like, were you the only house in the neighborhood that had a printer? I was the only one who had full access to my computer That's and the printer. Move. Yeah, mm. you, you got you had a door you could close. Whatever you're doing in there is whatever you're doing. And parents the, not the, home yeah, alone. Yeah. Oh, my, I mean, my mother was never home. But like, <laughs> I uh, yeah, but the one thing about those tapes, by the way, always wrestling names. It was like Monday Night Raw, yep. whatever. Smart oh, fucking pounding Night Raw. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> WrestleMania 1999. Because that's also, that's the move is now mom's out popping on that tape, right? She's not going to watch Monday Night Raw. That's true. And if your dad fucking found it because he felt like in the mood to watch a wrestling rerun, he probably wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Just the old, like, don't let your mother find out. <laughs> That'd be funny if it was like you were with a single father and you're like, uh, Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Young and the Restless. <laughs> Steel Magnolias and Terms of Endearment. I have a long weekend. <laughs> so Six hours of porno. Are we done with the porno? I think, I think we're good now. Yeah. Keith, so Keith Coogan and, and Max go back uh -huh. to the house. And, oh, no, it's the G-Men. Uh, oh, right. Which is, which is interesting to use G-Men. And guess what? Patrick here, cousin Patrick, Keith Coogan, says what we're all thinking. Doesn't statutory rape ring a bell? Yeah, it's amazing that movie. The movie even says right? it. it's kind yeah. of insane. Like, yeah, movie. Why won't you answer that question? Well, the movie also right before the G Men scene, and I'm only mm -hmm. backtracking because sure, sure. it relates to it. The date ends, and she's driving him home, yeah. and he can't tell her that he's homeless. So he's like, "Oh, just drop me off here," and she pulls over. And like she's trying to like make a move on him and he's kind of not having it. And then he like she goes to kiss him and he does the like, oh, I think I'm getting a cold. Yeah. And then it, the movie like you're watching this like fucking pendulum go back and your forth. asshole yeah. is in your throat because the, the movie does that. Like he says, oh, no, you know, I'm getting a cold. And you're like, phew. And then she's like, he says, like, I'm really paranoid about germs. And I'm like, excellent. And then the pendulum starts swinging the other way. And she's like, well, I don't care about germs. Uh -huh. And I'm like, uh-oh. But then she kisses him and it's just a quick little peck. And yeah. then she's like, good night. So the pendulum swings back the other way. 
But later in the movie, they make out, and it's as uncomfortable as this is England. Absolutely. It really is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another <laughs> moment of that, totally. With that, like, 14-year-old kid, that 17-year-old girl make out, and it's horrible looking. Absolutely. And there's yeah. just skinheads all over the exactly. place. It's even also, worse. Yes. But so the weird thing, though, that I, I just want to throw in with this is he's like, all right, see you later, and gets out of the car, and she drives off. Like, he's asked her to drop him off right next to a cemetery. Yeah. And he, like, jumps up on the cemetery wall, and he's dancing down yeah, the cemetery yeah. wall in the middle of the night. Well, he just kissed a pretty 16-year-old girl, wouldn't yeah. you? But you can't be dancing <laughs> under the moon on the wall of a cemetery? Dude, you're asking for a haunting. Yeah, he's the listening to the Smiths. He's at the cemetery <laughs> gates. He's happy. Uh, well, you know, he, pretty soon, maybe he'll have a girlfriend in a coma. <laughs> I know, I know. It's serious. <laughs> All right, now how soon is now? Where are we in the movie? No, so he, but this is when he becomes a ninja turtle and lives at school, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Because like Keith Coogan's like, oh, you can't go home because they're on to you. But right. I have keys to the school, and you can just crash there. And the guidance counselor has a couch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and he lives like a ninja turtle. He definitely does. <laughs> There's a weird, Keith Coogan's got this line where he's like, oh, well, I have. He's like, crier asks, yeah. like, how do you have these keys? And he's like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my mom's the school nurse. I kind of run the show around here. Yeah. I was like, dude, you're just like going into your school at night. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm just dealing drugs to the whole student body. I just steal them from my my mom's uh, cabinet there and I just let them go. And this is when you really I mean, maybe this is the point of this this uh, montage you get. It's a uh, it's a montage of like Max fitting in at school, starting to like it. Yeah. And also like talking on the PA At by night. himself. So uh, I guess he, the idea, what we're understanding is he's losing his grip on reality. Yes, he's absolutely. Like, he's totally lost his mind. And he's doing the, like, referring to himself already yes. as, like, President uh, Hauser. You know, this is this is your school president. <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> I mean, my God. It's a bit totally. much. Yeah. You would have to, you literally, to get me back in high school, to do it again, like, even to get me in that building is yeah. one thing. For me to attend one day of classes and homework, you would have to fucking start ripping fingernails out of my hand. Like <laughs> oh. that's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking real torture. He's got the homework covered though, because at the beginning of the yep. movie, like they make a bet where it's like, oh, if he says to Keith Coogan, like if your mom recognizes me, uh, I'll give you two hundred dollars, and you gotta do my homework. And Keith Coogan's like, okay. If she doesn't, it's one hundred dollars, uh -huh. and I, I'll do your homework. Whatever. So he's got the homework angle covered. Keep Coogan's sure. handling that at, at the very least. That's but just great. the sitting day in, <sighs> and day out in these classes. And yep. Well, to you got a lot of eye candy to look at. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and he's doing like gym. The idea of doing gym class. Yeah. <sighs> gym was tough. Gym's tough. Yeah, I would just leave. I'd be like, you know what? The Greek mafia can have their way with me at this point. <laughs> Kalapados or whatever the fuck his name is. Kapados. So. Yeah, you can fucking serve me next to a squid, dude. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> stuff with me, stuff me with feta and put me in an oven, you fuck. I'm done with this. I That's how I want to go, dude. It was part of this montage of having fun. You know, it's just yeah. the fun and games montage sure. that included the PA systems at night. But like him and Ryan, the girl, are going to the cafeteria oh, for yeah. lunch and they're playing like. Like it's a fancy place. Oh, I'll have the venison and the yeah. the uh, pheasant and this and that and then he then is he doesn't he bump into the grits cook from my cousin Vinny? Oh, does he? Yeah, the guy who's in the uh, the old black guy who's in the um, he's the janitor. Yeah, the janitor guy. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, like, really? Yeah, he's the Oh, gr- yes, he's the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I make these grits. He's got the big thing of bu- butter. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I did not. <coughs> but yeah, me, did this not is, yeah, this is when he, uh, it's like this weird janitor who's like sort of a hobo, sort of not a hobo. You know, he's well, sleeping at school some. That's a thing. That's a weird thing, right? It's like, I can't narc on this kid because I too am doing what he's doing. It, it's so funny when he's like, hell, I ain't supposed to be here either. So come on. They become fast friends. They're drinking, drinking buddies. Yeah. Uh, totally. The guy recognizes him almost immediately. He's like, oh, fuck, you're the guy from Boston that everybody's looking for. So he knows that he's over 21. So it's good to take this kid down to my dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Good for you for trying to fuck a (laughs) 15-year-old. Good for you, buddy. Exactly. Oh, you're hiding out. But I saw you got a girlfriend. That's kind of fucked up. That's right. Thank you for pointing it out. He says the title of the movie. He says hiding out. Also, we learned that this guy's been watching him for weeks. Yeah, or something. He's like, I've seen you around here for a while now. I've been watching you at night, roller skating around the school and talking into the PA and whatnot. And he's like, you know, I love it. One of these montages, like, attention, teachers are are gonna have to have their own homework. And this drunk guy is just like, the fuck is he talking about? Like, somewhere else, like, this kid is not funny, and it's fucking weird. Get Look. some new material, buddy. He's <laughs> just like the, the gym totally wasted. I think that's why he finally, like, you yeah. know, found him yeah. and, like, cut this off. He's like, I can't take these jokes on the P anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to hide in this school basement and get wasted every night, and this kid's ruining it. <laughs> I'm trying to obliterate myself, kid. And you're, you're ruining it. <laughs> so he takes Max to this room that is just like oily rags next to a boiler. <laughs> it's like, where, it's where Freddy Krueger was executed. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I'm working on this glove, Max. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> the guy has some line. He's like, oh, well, you know, obviously you can't go home or whatever. You can hide out in here. I used to sleep here quite a bit. And it's just like a pile of blankets. <laughs> Would you like oh. to sleep on this nothing? <laughs> and you find out he's a boxer or he's an ex-boxer, which I guess is important for the end of the film. I guess. Uh, sure is. And, you know, so like now it's sort of like, I think Matt, Max reads in the paper that the other guy clammed up. So now no one is going to take Capitos to trial. And he's starting to feel bad about the other guy that died. And he's right. like, you know, maybe... Maybe this hiding out isn't such a great idea. Also, I'm on, I'm, I'm really close to getting a second, second base with a 16-year-old girl, and I kind of feel conflicted about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why you're dating... Uh, you, know, you know what? I'm not going to dig the whole episode about go, it. Go home and finish uh, War and Peace, you goddamn idiot. On, on you know? the other end of things that isn't sleeping with children is uh, the school election still going on, and the history teacher ladies like, well, we control the ballots, so everything's going to be fine, Kevin. Yep. yep. See, it's classic Republican fucking, stuff. Fucking classic. O'Rourke, dude. It's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> it is rigged. It is. Um, so well, actually, want- the good thing is only half the votes will count because, you see, we changed the voting laws in <laughs> these these certain classrooms have to vote this certain way. You see Sleepy O'Rourke out there? He's not looking good. <laughs> he's not looking good. I think he needs a nappy nap, Mr. Sleepy Eye O'Rourke. They're going to gerrymander like the classrooms. Like, no, no, no. Only you certain kids are part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, oh, there's uh, on the assassin side of things, <laughs> the hitman who looks like Dracula goes to his, uh, Cryer's grandmother's house 
and is trying to like get a feel for like you know if she knows where he might be, blah blah blah. I thought he was gonna kill the grandmother and the stakes were gonna get raised. Yeah, yep, I thought too. it was gonna like man bites dog. I'll just yell at her until she, she dies. Has a heart attack yeah. and dies. Uh, hello, madam. Could you could you please invite me in? It's a little important. <laughs> I'm uh, a, I am a very formal gentleman. I, there's no way I could enter your house until you invite me in. Oh, I'm smelling garlic. Could I? Could, could we maybe meet at a coffee place? <laughs> but my gravy will burn. Come in. I'm making gravy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and in a, in a, that nice man turned into a bat and left. <laughs> and in an odd development, the assassin sees uh like he's he's like oh are these family photos here yes all my grandchildren are on the wall and then he finds the card that john crier mailed her and like she's oddly do you guys do this she's kept the envelope that the card came in so yeah. he can see like the where stick, yeah. it was mailed from i order i throw out birthday cards and absolutely like, all of them Almost all of them. You get a I week. Think, you get a week. I get, sure. You get like an hour. <laughs> it's just like, oh, thank you so much. Nice. I guess I, that's gone. Now. I feel a little conflicted with the card, but the envelope should go in the trash immediately. Yes. Exactly. That's just weird. Like maybe one day I'll feel bad about that, but it's not going to be today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that he finds the town. And so it's like, uh oh, the H is O now because this. Fucking vampire hitman knows where to go or whatever. Yes, and this is like Keith Coogan also is upset with him because like he's not hearing enough of his problems because he just flunked the driver's test. He's got a big date with this nerd girl, capital N nerd girl here. Yeah. She's got big old glasses. The horniest scene I've seen oh, in quite Oh, it's yeah. really something. something. Yeah. It's really something. Oh my something. God, if they weren't driving a fucking top-down Jeep, this place would be steaming right well, up. Well, first of all, I mean, like, obviously, you know... Uh, they go see Evil Dead 2. Yes, yep. I love seeing this marquee, which includes the subtitle as well, Dead by Dawn. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he, uh, it's the, the, there's only four people in the screening. It's him and her and then Donnie Darko and Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then all, Frank. And Frank, yeah, Frank. Is, oh, Frank is there, there sure, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. They're all watching it together. <laughs> Wake up, Max. <laughs> <laughs> She's a child, Max. <laughs> uh, by the way, by this point, I believe yeah, yeah, no, no, John Cryer's got the kitty porn dungeon in this movie. <laughs> That's true. Sad world, mad <laughs> world. Oh, fucking sparkle motion! Just rewatched uh, it a couple weeks oh, yeah? ago, dude. The, the, Arrow, the Arrow 4K disc, it's beautiful. Oh man, still I gotta go back. I haven't seen it in a long time. Love that movie. Totally held up. By the way, around but this time, Kevin O'Rourke had done some snooping on Max's uh, school records. Oh, that's, that's right. right. And he confronts Ryan because, like, he told Ryan that he's from Boston or whatever because he's telling the truth to yeah. her. But it says Texas in the file, so he's trying to like wedge them apart. Yeah. Well. Texas or Boston. I mean, come on, Ryan. He has to be racist. <laughs> I mean, just That's come actually on. True. Those are, the, <laughs> those are the two like really dicey places. Just break up with them. I mean, come on. He's gotta be. <laughs> Keith Coogan's date though makes a great point. Like, you know what, Keith Coogan? Maybe not take a date to see Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I guess She's so. like, that movie was not for me. It was so gory and disgusting. And he's like, that's why it's great. And like, you're right. It Keith still Kukin. works for him yeah. in the end. 
I mean, I guess it yeah. does work out for him, but like bad first date, unless like mm-hmm. she's obviously already into horror. Yeah, sure. yeah. You, you, she she needed to express that. Um, she's she's into him. I mean, he's playing a good bank shot here because right. she's about to give him roadhead in his jeep. Pretty well, much. Well, the weirdest part is, it's that stupid like '80s thing where he's like. Can you take your glasses off? And she's like, well, no. And she's like, sure. And she can't see. And it's like, I don't know, dude. She looked fine with the glasses, you mm-hmm. jackass. Oh, and, and she's having him drive yeah. because she doesn't even have a per- learner's well, permit yet. But she's such a bad girl that she took the car out. That's what I took the glasses. Coming. Like, if she can't see, she can't see that I drive like a fucking maniac. Oh, I think that's part of but it. This, yeah. Here's the, the bit of bullshit about all this, though, is she's like, oh, yeah, it's my dad's Jeep or whatever. They're out of town. Uh, and then, you know, I forget what the circumstance is, but she's like, why don't you drive? He gets in the car and he just goes, oh shit, it's a stick shift. Listen, you, you don't just figure that out. Okay. (laughs) Like it took me a really long time to learn how to do it. And I haven't done it in years. So I probably forgot how to do it, but like, you're not just going to pick it up like this. And he's instantly like, yeah, we're doing a lot of like breaking and whatever, but like, The car would stall on him and they'd never get out of this parking space. It's ridiculous <laughs> that he's driving anywhere with this thing. It's I will, so dumb. I will never learn it. And the fucking fact that he gets it in two minutes. I know. Well, think about he's got the motivation. I guess that's, that's true. true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to get my fucking DS. Yes, I can magically exactly. drive a now, fucking manual transmission. Sometimes just, it is good to fellas, think like that. You just dangle some 16-year-olds in front of you. You'll learn how to drive that stick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, Max apologizes to Kevin and tells him, like, listen, I want you to win the election. I don't give a shit about this stuff. Yes. Because he, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Because I guess he's thinking about going back. And then he takes Ryan. This is the this is England makeout scene. And then he <laughs> explains that, hey, by the way, I'm also 29, 29 years old. 20. Nine. And oh, well, thank you so much for the therapy bill. <laughs> uh, and she's like, oh, and she's very conflicted. And he goes, you know, everything Max said was from Andrew's heart. And I'm Show like, dude. Yeah. 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 I'm going to keep that little fish on the line. <laughs> when Evan. he's yelling, when he has that argument in the backyard with Keith Coogan and Keith Coogan's like, you're not listening to me about my driver's test. <laughs> John Cryer straight up says that he loves this girl. Yeah. <sighs> Max is like, and something, something, and I, I'm in love with Ryan. And I was like, <laughs> everything Max said came from Andrew's penis. Heart. I meant heart. <laughs> I said heart, not penis. Heart. <laughs> it's just awful. And uh, this is the last, so all this happens, the last scene of the movie we're taking a little t- uh, t- uh, nod of the hat to the dead zone here, kind of. The dead zone. The, it's it's the end of the parallax view. Pretty yes, much. Yeah. pretty much exactly. I do like the quick scene we get of there's one of these giant mechs for like school president oh, yes. posters yes. and yes. Dracula is drawn on the fucking beard and the, like that's the, the guy. beard and the glasses. And he's <laughs> so like, oh, good. look, it's who I've been searching for. Because <laughs> it's Dracula and some other guy. The other guy doesn't like has even less to do the Dracula. It's really tough. Like if they both kind of look the guy, same, I guess, because they want them to all look Greek. I assume. Question I guess mark. that's the idea. Cause they both got like slick back hair. Yeah. And shit, black. But like, yeah I think it's like dyed black to probably look Greek. Yeah. yeah. But like when you're partnered with a guy who just looks 
that much like Dracula. <laughs> There's no way you're going to be remembered in this movie. There's no way you can stand out. I you're think, acting against Dracula. I think, I think it's Renfield is his name. <laughs> and they absolutely do not look Greek at all. The top two buttons are always buttoned. Yep, you're totally right. And nary a fucking little bit of chest hair at all. Bullshit. So is this like uh, they're like laundering diner money? Is what, what's going on with this? It's a Greek joke. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> Great you know, cut it if you want. No, that no, let no no no. Let me set the record straight. That was a good joke. I thought about the fucking small town diner that they were in. Yeah. Did not make oh, the connection. Sorry, That's yeah. just because I'm stupid, but that was a I'm good joke. I'm just thinking about their great empire. The, yeah, the diners. That, the I love the diners. I love the diners. The grape leaves. The grape leaves. Ooh. The dancing. The dancing. Hoppa. <laughs> yeah, all that all, all that, that stuff. Yeah, um Saganaki. Sorry. They're <laughs> You know, it's whatever, and Max is like, well, this is a weird thing. It's it's a whole school auditorium, and this didn't happen. I don't know about you, Chris, and your great school elections, but we I was never brought into a fucking auditorium with like, this is the day we announce who the school no, president no. is. And that's what I was going to say. It wasn't that. It was a fucking announcement over the morning announcements. Sure. Like, so-and-so won this, so-and-so won that, and that's it. There was no assembly. There was no cheerleaders. There was no school marching band playing. I would, I will say, I would have loved it if it was like the JNC, the SNC, <laughs> the Junior National Committee, and it's just like balloons and fucking stupid hats everywhere, and the flag is everywhere. I would totally. love that. that Don't would stop be great. believing starts playing. <laughs> Frack like you like it signs. <laughs> But yeah, so they had this assembly and it's like, okay, treasurer was this person, vice president was this person. Meanwhile, you see in the rafters, uh, you know, very parallax view, the fucking assassin getting into place and everything to fucking shoot this kid dead. If they're, if we're doing this and the ending is the ending, the guy needs to be like, I'm a little uh, scared of heights. Because like it comes to pass later and I'm like, then why are you going all the way up there? <laughs> yep. Just knife this kid in the alley later. Like, yeah. absolutely. Why do we need a sniper rifle? Also like to make such a public spectacle of it. Exactly. Totally. I guess to, to really teach these high school kids a lesson. And that's why you don't hide out. <laughs> but your point, Eric, earlier yeah. about school shootings, I guess it's like, it's very weird that these kids are reacting to gunfire, but now this is just how every kid. It's you know, every day. For it's them. every day. Yeah. They've been prepared for this. Honestly, they're, they're probably braver than the troops to go to fucking school in this country. <laughs> it was truly bizarre watching this go down in like a school auditorium. I was like, wow, 1987 was a completely different They time. just did what you wouldn't make this movie. But you'd never have this, the denouement of the hiding out remake happen in a school. Yeah. But before the shooting, right? Like Kevin wins the election. Yes. But he knows that um, it was rigged and because the the lady controls the ballots. Yeah. I wish Joe I mean, Biden yeah. had this kind of courage to come up and say that it, the election was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish he'd have the fucking guts to admit it. Yeah. Careful, careful. Someone is not going to sniff out your sarcasm. You're going to fucking start this all over again. Ah, could you? Cause y'all raise your hands if you, if you vote for me. Oh man! All right, raise your hand if you voted for Mister Coffee over here. <laughs> God damn it! I knew it. I mean, that's what this guy does. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, many of you yeah. voted for me? Couple folks raised their hand. All right, how many of you voted for Max? The place goes ape shit. Yeah, this lady teacher is fucking furious about the whole thing. 
Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it would be great if the, this Dracula mist just shot this woman in the heart. Oh. Yeah. God, you know what? This movie could use a little more of a body count. <laughs> yes. We got that guy at the start. We got yeah. the other FBI agent. That's pretty much it. Here's the thing. You see this lady's fucking chest explode. Yeah. And oh, she starts yes. she starts to fall down uh, like Willem Dafoe, <laughs> right? But then instead of like in just- platoon? In platoon, yeah, okay, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Willem Dafoe in platoon. He's falling down a few times. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so him getting killed in platoon, but she's doing the Richard Nixon fucking two fingers up as she falls, and then he shoots her in the head after that, like, yeah. after the chest, yep. and then finishes the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a professional. And then yeah. he like takes the skull fragments and polishes them in his spaceship because <laughs> he's the predator now. Oh my god! If this guy was the predator the whole time. <laughs> The new kind of camouflage. <laughs> yeah, you all thought I was Dracula, but I was. <laughs> yeah, this is the Greek predator. <laughs> oh shit, the Greek predator, dude. Still with just as much chest hair. <laughs> it's just exactly the predator. He's just chest hair. It's chest hair and a gold chain, but then it's just still the predator. What do you mean you don't serve grilled octopus? <laughs> So a Dracula like mi- like misses right, and then suddenly the janitor like runs up there and beats his ass. Dude, this janitor boxing the fuck out of this guy. It's awesome. Well, he boxes the other guy. The, the, oh, the right, lesser yeah, one. Two. Oh, Red. I mean, I think yeah. he stops the assassination. You're right. He does, and then like he's holding them both off. The other guy starts going up into the catwalk, and then he starts being afraid of heights. And I'm like. Well then, don't go up in the catwalk. Yeah. Also, you're running. Is- you're running from John Cryer right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I- so like John Cryer and a bevy of high school children run up to like get this guy, yeah. which is kind of weird. It's fucking great. It's like United ninety three or something. <laughs> it's like you, we, we can stop him if we fucking gear, gear sure. up together. Yeah. But what's weird is like John Cryer. Use of force. He's crawling up this catwalk after this guy, and he's acting like, whoa, whoa, I could fall in any second, whoa. Yeah. And then you see an overhead shot of what he's standing on, and it's like a two-foot-wide platform with safety handles yes. there. I was like, just walk up this. You're <laughs> yes. not going to fall. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he was on like a little balance beam type thing, and you know there was well, nothing to hold on to. That, that would be hilarious if a Cappadoce was doing like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to hire you for one of my uh, goons here. Uh, one thing. You scared of heights? <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. I, I can do whatever. I could go way up high and shoot people. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, here it comes. <laughs> John, John Cryer. He even points out, John Cryer is like, oh, isn't it kind of weird? You're a sniper and you're scared of heights? Yeah, <laughs> I think he also has a line that he's, you're a piss poor hit man. Yes, yes, totally. So they have like a little kerfuffle here on the catwalk and Keith Coogan yes. kills this guy, which well, is not addressed enough. Well, because I mean, we've been saying he's Dracula and he keeps getting hit with light and he goes, hey! Yeah. Because basically, <laughs> Keith Coogan's right. got the spotlight for this show or whatever, the auditorium. Because that's what this would be, right? Yeah. Keith Coogan's guy? Yeah, you're the AV guy. You're running that spotlight, exactly. motherfucker. And he keep, as this guy's like trying to climb up, he's like slashing John Cryer with a knife and Keith Coogan like flashes him and then he fucking falls. And you see this nice. dude, he drops into a pile of folding chairs. And all, oh, so good. Like 80 kids are traumatized at once. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking dude, fantastic. this guidance counselor is going to have to call for backup, man. <laughs> and John Cry is like, huh, I was trying to fuck one kid. I fucked 80. <laughs> yep. 
To be fair. Now 80 kids are going to have nightmares, not just one. <laughs> to be fair, I never truly bonded with my own cousin until we murdered somebody together. That's sure. Yeah. It's, sure. it's a good thing it for the relationship. It helps. Uh, so, yeah, so, so John so John Cryer goes back to Boston. He testifies. We see him in court. We see this guy. This, what's Katsalakis? What's uh, this Kapados. Guy? Kapados. Not a single line of dialogue no. in the movie from this guy, which is very weird. And it's also a weird thing where the, the fucking... The prosecutor is like, oh, okay, uh, uh, you know, John Cryer, you know, um, can you tell us when it was you the first time you met Mr. Kapados? And they're filming this Kapados guy. And did you guys notice, like, it sort of looks like Kapados, like, gives him the okay to talk. (laughs) He sort of, like, nods his head, you know, and, like, closes his eyes. Like, yes, just do it. Send me to jail. It's such a weird reaction that they had this actor make. There's uh, no shame in being beaten by the best. (laughs) Uh, No, you just heard that this kid went to high school. What a good idea. I wish I could do that. (laughs) So he does his whole thing, and you can only assume this guy's going away, going to be doing time, but Cryer has to go back into witness protection. And it's a weird, like, not back. He's going for the first time. And he's, like, saying goodbye to his grandmother. And this poor woman's like, I don't understand. They said I can't talk to you anymore. And it's it's a real thing of, like, you're going to be dead by the next time I talk to you. Right, right. I have to cut off all communication with my grandmother. But I'll just be seen with the girl that I was seen with here. I'll just, in, in my new identity, I'll enroll in the college that she's going to. It's so creepy. It is. Well, because on their first date, she's like, I got early admission to Iowa. This right. is amazing. And then they cut and she's in Iowa trying to get away from people. <laughs> like really <laughs> trying to get her life back on track. Yeah, really. She's like, Iowa, you know, this is, it's pretty far from Delaware. I watched a man plummet to his death in my high school <laughs> auditorium. I was getting know. groomed by this 29 year old guy, <laughs> but at least I'm sick. Uh Oh, here he is. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And he throws garbage at her to get her attention or something. Yeah, classic Jesus. negging move. Yeah. yeah. Dude. yeah. And it's just like, hey, they said I could go wherever I wanted within reason, and I'm gonna teach. I'm, 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 I'm learning, getting a teaching degree here in Iowa. And she's like, oh, awesome! I already have a boyfriend. Yeah, well, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Guess what? Eddie Collins is here. That's my new name. Yeah, totally. And you're mine forever. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I killed that assassin, so maybe I could kill your boyfriend too. <laughs> maybe I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Like, yeah, this guy, I mean, aside from being, again, 16 to 15 years old than she is, a lot of baggage on this dude. Like, you know what? Let yeah. this girl maybe go to college, make some fucking mistakes. Listen, yep. Eddie Collins, <laughs> just go to another college and pray, find prey there. <laughs> what this movie should have done, and it would have been just as fine, is it's executed like sort of the same way. Yeah, the epilogue where it's like you see her book and it's like Iowa and you realize where she is and whatever. And then you see John Cryer and he's maybe like across the parking lot and he's like psyching himself up like, all right, let's do it. Let's go talk to her. And then like he's, you know, 50 feet away and she's there. And then all of a sudden coming between them, a car pulls up and it's uh oh, she's getting picked up. She's got a boyfriend. He gives her a big kiss or whatever. And they drive off and it's John Cryer like, you know what? She's happy. Let's just move on with that. That's a cool idea. I can stalk her any other year. (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) 
I'll get another identity to stalk her and another identity. Time is but a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the top on the convertible flips closed and the top is the color of Freddy Krueger's sweater. <laughs> yes. The windows roll up. <laughs> it doesn't God. make any. I mean, like, it's creepy, dude, that he follows her to Iowa. Very it weird. Is. Like, yep. you know what, dude? You kiss this girl. Like, it was fine. You were lying to her the whole time. Let her go. Yeah. Let her let her go. And here's the thing. If in fact this relationship like continues to flourish, let's say they get married. Sure. That's one fucked up tale to tell. Uh -huh. The answer of the old, how did you meet? You would have oh, to come up with a fake story yeah. even to tell your children. You're right? lying. You're absolutely lying. Your whole lying. life is a fucking lie. Like yeah. lies on top of lies. These layers of lying like a and Christopher Nolan that's movie. The thing is like, <laughs> It's not just her. Like if they get if this relationship gets serious, he's going to meet that father again, and that father's <laughs> going to know who the fuck he is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my, could you help me with my taxes again? Oh no, I don't. I don't care that you were fucking my my child. <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, could you help me with my taxes? <laughs> or maybe I called the Greek mafia. Oh, no, definitely. Suddenly make a lot of money. That's how. <laughs> but that's how this guy would have uh, John Cryer like under his thumb for the rest of his days. Like you're gonna do my taxes every year now, right? Or else I'm gonna go to the Greek mafia until until it it breaks John Cryer and he takes his fucking model airplane and shoves it in his neck and murders him. Ah, uh, yes. A Greek soccer social club. Uh, that shipment of olives came in. Yes. It's in my house right now. Oh, hello, Greek soccer club. You mean, oh, I mean, one every block in Astoria, please. <laughs> yes. A lot, of, a lot of private institutions yes. in our old neighborhood. Uh, that's the end of this movie, man. Would anybody recommend it? Steve Sadak, we'll start with you. Uh, it's a light recommend. It's the 80s thing. I'm a fucking sucker for it. Um, <laughs> I think Cryer is fun enough. Um, the movie's kind of a mess. Uh, but And also, like, when you think about this for four seconds, you get creeped out to all hell. It's kind of a seeing is believing, honestly. That's that's mm. where I would land this, guys. A seeing is believing. Yeah, Chris Cabot. Uh, I'm 100% on that. Like, it really... It, the the chances and decisions it makes are quite something. And again, Cryer as a leading man, you don't see it too often. It's kind of funny. Uh, but this is probably the worst parody of Witness I've ever seen. <laughs> Eric Sisko. I would recommend it. Uh, I watched this a bit when I was a disgusting shit boy myself. Uh, so, I mean, it's fun. It's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's creepy. It's the 80s. So you know what you're getting into, but uh, I had a good time revisiting it. Yeah, I had a good time watching it for the first time. Yeah, there's some dicey shit in here, man. It was 1987. It's dicey's all get oh, yeah. out. You know, it is what it is. But there's other stuff I think worth checking out. I think it is a total seeing is believing situation. And again, they don't make movies like this anymore. We don't have fucking mid-level weird movies, you know, blending genres that shouldn't be blended really too often. So like, I don't know. Check it out. And also, I just really like John Cryer, and it's cool seeing him fucking yep. headline a movie. And, you know, Keith Coogan, I always find totally fun. I'm always a fan. Same, yeah. yeah it's always same. nice seeing him. You know, dishes are done, man. <laughs> dishes are done, <laughs> He man. aged well. Yeah, I liked him in Don't Tell Mom. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Dishes are done, man, and this episode's done, man. That's going to do it for Hiding Out from 1987, directed by Pepsi commercial director Bob Giraldi. If you want more We Hate Movies, of course, check out patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. A lot of shit on there this month, including a We Love Movies episode on Memento coming out soon. Yeah, oh, you just yeah. talked about Christopher Nolan right there. He's, oh, he's, that's right. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of Nolan talk. 
Uh, what else we got coming up in the month of September Ooh, for, for September. Patreon? I think on the Gleep Glossary, we're going to be finally digging into General Grievous. Oh, there we go. That's going to that's, yes. that's be maybe the longest yes. Gleep Glossary Hello yet. Hello there, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we're having some questionable episodes on uh, Beverly Hills, uh, uh, oh, Melrose yeah. 210. Oh, yeah. sure. Right. We, we revisit similar themes about uh, students and teachers uh, fucking right. around a little bit on that's the Melrose right. place. That's right. If you, if you notice like uh, on the feed that the Melro 210 episodes from last summer. Well, guess what? That show is back and it's on Patreon and it's been going on for a little while now. So hop on the trolley. And Same tier as that. We got the once in a lifetime program where we already have episodes up, which you could unlock right now on Deadly Mile High Club, Death of a Cheerleader, Cheerleader, and <laughs> Stalked by My Doctor. Great movies. Yes. Oh, great yeah. movies all. Great Fine trilogy films. there. Yes, absolutely. Great, great tri- trilogy of cinema right there. Uh, and of course, here on the main feed, the show will continue. Of course, next week, a new episode pulling into the station. Steve, what are we talking about? Oh, it's it's time. Hey, folks, Andrew here. Uh, right about now, Steve was about to tell you all that next week's episode was going to be True Lies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger problematic uh, action classic. Here's the thing. Turns out that movie's not streaming anywhere, and we know that a lot of folks like to watch ahead of time and all that good stuff, so uh, we're going to call an audible on that for now. And instead, next week's episode is Varsity Blues. That's right, the James Vanderbeek MTV Films classic Varsity Blues. This also means that the remaining few seconds of this episode are complete horseshit, and you should disregard them. Uh, And indeed, next week's episode, Varsity Blues. We'll see you then. Yes. Ooh, yes. here it comes. Only seen that movie once. Really? No. I've seen it like 15 yeah. times. At Ooh, least. Time. And it's got problems, Big but time. it's very good. It's going to be emphatic WLM for me. Uh, right. Same. Yes, there are definitely issues. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so until next week when we discuss those issues, I'm Andrew Jupiter. Steven Sadak. Eric Siskel. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.